Hello, I'm Dr. Rodney Barlow. Welcome to my podcast. What I will be discussing on this podcast will be my next lesson entitled, God Loves You. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing, number one, understanding your covenant relationship with God as a born-again child of God. And secondly, how applying the covenant principles ensures covenant blessings. However, before I begin, I'm going to start by thanking you for tuning in on this podcast and for leaving your reviews, for subscribing, and sharing with your friends and your family what you like and what you learned from this teaching. I also ask, let us connect through my social media platforms, and please share how this teaching or series has been a blessing and source of encouragement for you. At this time, let's begin. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. It says, Therefore know that the Lord your God... He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. You see, God is the covenantor, and you are the covenantee. See, God is a covenant-keeping God, and God loves you. God loves you. Why? God want to take you from barrenness to fruitfulness. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 31, that what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So you see, God is for you being fruitful. It's not the will of God that you be barren. For the Bible says in Psalm 84, verse 11, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You see, God's covenant is the greatest and most powerful force in the earth. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33 through the prophet, thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night so that there, there, will, be not, there will not be, excuse me, day and night in this season, then my covenant may also be broken with David my servant so that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne and with the Levites, the priests, my ministers. So you see, no matter the satanic obstacles to your path of fruitfulness, God's covenant is superior. Did you get that? No matter the satanic obstacles to your passive fruitfulness, God's covenant is far superior. The Bible speaks of in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16 through 18, For men indeed swear by the greater, an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise of the immutability of his counsel, confirm it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who has fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. So that let us know that God is bound by his word, and it is impossible for God to lie. We must remember and realize the Bible speaks of to everything that is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And as long as you are a child of God, you are entitled to children based on the covenant that you have with God. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 14, it says, You shall be blessed above all peoples. There should not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. See, nothing can stop the move of God in your life. See, God states 
in so many words, if we meet the conditions, God obligates himself to bless us based on the covenant he has with you. See, once we get in our hearts that the covenant is the most powerful force in the earth, that the covenant is more powerful than barrenness, God is saying that, yes, yeah, there is a force of barrenness in the earth, but there's a force greater to override the curse of barrenness, and that's the covenant of fruitfulness. You see, when I look back in Genesis chapter 12, God instituted a covenant he made with Abraham. Abraham entered a covenant relationship with God. The Bible talks about in verse 1 of chapter 12, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out your country from your family, from your father's house, to land that I will show you, and I will make a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then when I look at Romans chapter 4, verse 13, it says, the, For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not only to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through righteousness of faith. Then if you look at verse 16 of that same chapter, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Galatians chapter 3 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. To Christ has redeemed us from barrenness. Galatians 3.29 says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. See, barrenness could not stop Abraham, and barrenness will not stop you. You see, covenant practice ensures covenant blessings. So a covenant, again, is a binding agreement between two or more parties, obligations to fulfill certain responsibilities towards each other. See, the covenant is something that is practiced in order to reap the benefits. And when you apply yourself to the terms of the covenant, that can make God to act on your behalf. For example, let's look at Exodus chapter 23, and let's look at verses 25 through 26. And we see here, we are, we are told that the children of Israel are given some covenant principles. And it says, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. Number one, we see service. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in the land, and I will fulfill the number of your days all based on they applying the principle of service to God. So we see here God states that, hey, if you, if you do what I told you to do, guess what? I'm going to bless you based on the covenant. Now let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 15. And I'm going to look at verses 3 and 5 and verse 12 and 15. For a long time Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without the law or say the word. But when in their trouble... They turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, and he was found by them. Thank God they had enough sense to see God. And look at the blessing. He was found, or God gave them favor, because they did what? They're about to enter into a covenant with God. You see, in the verse 5, And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on the inhabitants of the land. Then they entered into a covenant. To seek the Lord God of their fathers with all of their heart, <clears throat> excuse me, with all of their soul, 
And all of Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they swarmed with all their heart and sought him with all their soul. And he was found by them, and the Lord, listen, listen to this blessing, and the Lord gave them rest all around. So we see here, when one entered to a covenant to see God, there's favor and there's rest. Not only that, but when one lived a consecrated life, when one applied the principles of living a consecrated life, let's see the benefits here. Psalm 92, looking at, looking at verse 12, or beginning at verse 12 through verse 14. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. What a promise. What a principle. What a blessing. Why? Because one decided to plant, be planted in the house of the Lord. You see, there's another benefit of when we apply the covenant principles. It's found in Psalms 112, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who does what? Who fears the Lord, reverence, respect, honor the Lord, who delights greatly in his, commandment, in his commandments. His seed or his descendant will be mighty on the earth. <clears throat> Excuse me. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So we see here that God is speaking to the believer, it says, the one who's going to be blessed is the one who respects and honor God's word. His seed will, will be mighty on the earth. So God promised that our seed will be mighty on the earth, and the generations upright will be blessed. Paul wrote a letter to Second to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter two, and it says this: Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who named the name of Christ to depart from iniquity. Again, I said to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And I believe this is your season and this is your time. I remember about the story in Second Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. Then he said, the prophet said to the woman, about this time, Next year, you shall embrace the son. And she said, no, my Lord, man, God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elijah had told her. You see, the prophet told her that at this at appointed time, you will conceive. And the word of the Lord came to pass. And I believe the word of the Lord will come to pass for you. Because I believe if it's in your heart, God will put it in your hand. For the Bible speaks of Psalms 127. I want you to grab hold of this promise. Behold, children are heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So that lets me know that you have, get this, an inheritance, and, a, and not only you have a heritance, but you have a goodly heritage. For the Bible speaks of that in Psalm 16, verse 5 and 6. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. You have maintained my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in the pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. So you see here you have an inheritance and you have a goodly heritage. And the Bible says children are a heritage from the Lord. So regardless of what the enemy has said and what the enemy tried to do, you have a heritage and your heritage is your children. You know, one thing about God, he watches over his word. Jeremiah chapter 1 let us know that. 
And the prophet Isaiah let us know that God not only watches over his word, God will not allow his word, God will not allow his word to return unto him void. So the Bible speaks of that in Isaiah 55. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent. So I want you to know I stand in agreement with God's word concerning you and your spouse and your family. I believe what God has put it in your heart, you should have in your hand. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I look forward in hearing from you and knowing what God has done. Because the Bible says when two should touch and agree concerning anything that they ask, it shall be done. And I'm in agreement with you. God bless you.